everybody and welcome to the EC Method. I am one of your coaches, Chloe Maidley. And I am your other coach, Emma Story Gordon. Our goal at the EC Method is to encourage, educate and empower you to get the results that you've always wanted. Listen to our weekly podcasts, go to our website, theecmethod.co.uk or simply follow us on Instagram to get more information. Okay. okay welcome everybody um should we start with the questions or do you have any news <laughs> no so, i have nothing to say do you know what i really loved um whoever said in the group about the metro headline being like oh, oh, so, so annoying don't yeah, but I love that, that it was just like such a good line it was like shocking woman goes back to work after having a baby like but also like how they made it sound that whole conversation was really quite cerebral first of all it wasn't even the point of the interview that whole conversation was really cerebral about being a working mom when to go back to work that kind of thing you know the fact that that when I had Bodhi I was in the middle of moving house I'm still in the middle of moving house it's still not done um, the stress of that, you know, for the finances of buying a first house in London and having a baby, which I don't know if anyone's told anyone, is really expensive. <laughs> um, and it was just a really thing. And they just boil it down to like, I need the money, which I suppose in a way is still kind of accurate. It's also not accurate. And also it just, it, it also just felt like classic, like um, tabloid press. And the Metro used to be really good. Like, I don't know what even happened to Metro, but all the tabloids. It was kind of, it almost kind of felt like they were like shaming me. And I was like, first of all, this is really out of context and to a point where it's not actually even as a standalone sentence accurate. Second of all, like, why do I feel like you're trying to shame me for exactly what our client said, which is shock. You know, self-employed mother needs to go back to work to make an income. Why does it feel wrong? The whole thing really fucking pissed me off. Because I think the press always they do this to people, especially women. They try and embarrass them all the time. And it's just like, I just I'll be honest, and I sound like a bit of a dick. I just feel like I'm too intelligent for it. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, but then I think I'm always really surprised that everyone sees it, right? It's so transparent. Yeah. Oh, I think people see right through that. Oh, shocking. Like, yeah, I just think that line, like, oh my God, someone who had a baby went back to work. Yeah. So they should, like, you have a life. It's so ridiculous. And I started doing this RSB campaign for charity. And um you know part of the campaign is like how the when your child gets really ill and this is just with like a, a bad a really like kind of dangerous bad virus you think about the parents who have to deal with this like on a chronic basis with their children how much it impacts their mental health their sleep their marriage and their finances their work because they take days off work they take time from work and when you're self-employed you don't get anything for that like that's money down the drain every time you decide to do that um, and it's so interesting hey, I, talking about that and, and kind of talking about the statistics and stuff. It's just so funny. And in this country, Emma and I talk about money all the time, how funny people are about money. And it's like we all need money to live. Like in a way, that headline, Chloe maybe needs the money. I say, we all need the money. Like, how the fuck are you going to pay your mortgage? You, you think I'm going to pay them in like selfies with Bodhi? Fuck off. Yeah. So, you think I'm going to pay my painters, the people who just came to fix my dishwasher with James's old England kit? No, like he's got to get a job after rugby. I've got to get a job. Like, so strange. Yeah. And then it's kind of weird as well. Cause it's like, 
you know when you take a step back it's like you need the money for posting this as well as a tabloid paper like that's basically what you're saying um but it is interesting when you really think about like why everyone's so embarrassed about talking about money I know I know I find it really odd and like yeah James gets really angry with me about it like when some of our friends like I'll sit down like one of our friends for example he's doing quite a famous um company in URL that he then sold on which is now another really famous company and he made a fucking ton of money in in like a month like the, from the process that negotiation started to he sold the company and his whole life changed and he hasn't worked since and his wife hasn't worked since and they're minted I find this fascinating that somebody was working class or worked their way up to that level and in the space of a week in their like late 30s early 40s which is young their whole life changed and I'm just like this is fascinating so every time I see him I'm like you know we always end up getting drunk and we end up like talking about work and I end up asking him about it and James is like please stop like it's embarrassing I was like he's not embarrassed he's talking to me about it why are you embarrassed like this is an amazing story but it is something and James is like this quintessentially British something in our culture that people just really really dislike it yeah and I think it causes a lot of problems as well not talking about it and just like I only realized in the last couple of years how like financially illiterate I am or was like I mean probably still am to an extent but like I'm more aware of it now but most people have no idea what they I mean like especially working with personal trainers like they don't really know how to pay their taxes. They don't know if they should have a pension or not. They don't know what to do with money when they get it. They, you know, end up getting to the end of the year and having no money left to pay however much they're meant to pay. They don't understand that it's, you know, not always 20%, that if they're earning more, it might be more, you know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, and, and even like knowing how money works and how, why you should invest it and like inflation rates and all that kind of stuff. Like you're just not taught it. I know it's ridiculous that it's not like a, a module at school I, I I can't really understand why it's not because these are real life things that we all need to be aware of that would really help and also just like in terms of the economy you know we talk about the NHS which is such a necessary and important part of our country but let's not beat around the bush it's not working anymore it stopped working and when it started it was there to serve a purpose it did a fantastic job and it's done incredibly well to hang on for as long as it has but it's not working anymore we need to figure out how we're going to have national healthcare if we can have it at all. And we need to figure it out fucking now. And I think you're right. The fact that no one really wants to talk about money and there's so many topics now, which are just such like taboo, like red button, hot topic, don't go near it topics that politicians are too scared to even voice because they know that they're the backlash they're going to get from the press. And and it's like, well, someone has to stand up and talk about this. Like, honestly, how do we do this? How are we going to fucking do this? You know, and it's, instead of scoring points by being like, you know, the NHS is the heartbeat of our country. Yeah, it is. And it's also broken. It's also broken. So how, how do we fix it? Like, yeah, I, I thought it's very strange. And I agree with you, Emma. I don't think it serves us well as at all. No. Okay, right. Should we get on to questions? Fine. Um, Ollie's just saying, afternoon, guys. Chloe, just watched your interview. You guys um, all look so cute together. Oh. Thanks. Bodie was so cute. She sat there watching Nemo the whole interview. I was like, I told you guys, Nemo's the one. <laughs> oh. Right, Megan. Hello, ladies. Need some tough love. I've fallen out of all my good habits of being rigid with my steps and my gym workout since being pregnant. I'm now 11 weeks, vomiting, nausea is in the full swing, and yet somehow gained seven pounds. I know some of this is boobs, etc., as I now look 
like a porn star right um with how big they are I need I need some tough love to sorry hit center uh to tell me to get off my ass off the sofa out walking and in the gym Megan oh. you do not need tough love <laughs> no, you don't need yeah, sorry this was my favorite part now have nausea and vomiting in full swing yeah what you need right now is get to the gym life. fucking lazy get to the gym vomit on that treadmill and do <laughs> no babe we need to talk about a few things here number one first trimester and the third just warning and warning you they're really hard on the body for completely different reasons. The first trimester is very hormonal. And you, as you know, with the with the sickness, not for everyone, obviously we're all different, but for a lot of people with the sickness, I personally got really bad migraines. Some people get really bad, like emotional mood swings, things like that. Um, and the last thing that you should be doing if you feel nauseous and you're vomiting, and I can relate, is going into the gym and smashing out a workout. You'll have a shit workout, probably going to gonna hurt yourself at some point you might just have to leave and you will have wasted however long it took you to get there and even try to do the workout in the first place no I do think that there will be times of day and again this is different for everyone where getting out and getting a walk will actually make you feel better but again for me when I was pregnant it was very I don't know why that sentence sounded so odd in my head um I was like I still am pregnant no I'm definitely not still pregnant (laughs) anyway um so odd my brain was like no idiot you're still pregnant no um when I was pregnant um there were times of day where it would have made it worse like I would have had to stop and vomit and probably just go home and there were times of day where I could get through it and actually it kind of reinvigorated me usually it was much later in the afternoon but it's again different for everyone um so trying and figuring out when do I feel like maybe I could go for a 10 20 minute walk and just feel that out is will likely make you feel better if you can nail the the timing of it um for most people that it it will pass for some people it doesn't and you know there's not really much you can do but hope that it does um and also refood you can only keep down what you can keep down I lived off off crisp sandwiches for like two months it was all I could stomach I couldn't have anything else and it was awful and I was like but I there's very few pregnant women that I've met and spoken to about nutrition who can handle their protein and veg when they're pregnant. I don't know what it is. It's like a real aversion thing. And it happens with other things too, like fish is another one that people really experience it with. Um, but well, honestly, think generally, like when you're sick, you're not like, oh, do you know what I'd like? It's a big steak dinner. Like <laughs> you're normally like, oh, I just have a cracker or like a sandwich or, you know, like something that's like, like yeah. carby, blandy kind of. Yeah, exactly. And you just have to go with it. You just have to, because I'm I promise you, I remember this well, it's about surviving the day. You just have to go with it. So stay strong. I feel like she said something else that I wanted to touch on. Can you read it one more time? Yeah, sorry. I'm not yawning at this. I'm just tired. Um, oh, pregnancy. <laughs> uh, she says, so somehow gained seven pounds. Oh, that's it. Amniotic fluid, babe. Your oven is going to grow before your bum does. And that is a lot of fluid. And, and at some point, I don't know if you're already there, 11 weeks. Yeah, you probably are already there. Yes, of course, your breasts are going to grow. Your breast tissue is going to grow. And 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 there's going to be some inflammation and too of the breast tissue. So that will, will cause a lot. But your bun is, is, sorry, your oven is growing now to accommodate your bun, which you will start seeing probably in a few weeks time. Um, and that- the oven before the bun. Yeah, and that is, and you'll probably start to see it's weird. You just look really bloated. You look like your whole midsection is changing, but not pregnant. And it's not very nice, and it makes you feel a bit insecure and crap about yourself. But hey, it has to happen. Um, 
And that is going to be, I mean, I can't remember how many pounds amniotic fluid equates to. I did want to know this, um, but it's really normal. I gained the most amount of weight in my first trimester. I gained a little bit of weight in my second and I was pretty stable in my third. In your third trimester, a lot of women will lose weight because you find it really hard to eat. So you've got that coming. It's joyous. <laughs> um, Helen's just saying, both times I've been pregnant, I could mainly be found with peanut butter jar and a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Megan's saying, thank you. So nice that you've been through this, Chloe, and can reassure women now during their pregnancies. Thank you. Um, okay, Janet. Hello, lovelies. <laughs> no, it is Janet. I actually thought about that in my head before. And I was like, have I said it wrong? No, I'm right. Um, Mrs. K. Wana. Would you recommend Pilates as active rest or another exercise day that would interrupt recovery? I'd call it active rest, but that was no shade to Pilates. It's really good, really hard core work, but it's not enough that I would be like, oh, you need some real recovery from it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it's going to negatively impact your hypertrophy response at all, unless you were like, I mean, for this individual who we know, but unless you were very untrained and you were just starting out, then actually it might put quite a lot of stress on your muscles. But yeah, I think great thing to do. Absolutely fine on an active rest day. Okay, we're up to date. <laughs> I'm just staring across the room, like feeling really ashamed. No, I shouldn't say that. I'm not going to finish that sentence because I started it badly. <laughs> and i'll just say i didn't mean any shade when i said that i mean because i write my own health and fitness books i'm saying i was looking across the room feeling really ashamed that i finally caved and bought a joe wicks book but it's weaning 15 so oh like as if i bought one of my competitions books i didn't want to complete the sentence i felt like i was being really shady but that's not how i meant it yeah no i get it Okay. Um, I actually haven't done any tags today, but I will, guys. I've only just got home. Okay, here we go. Samantha. Hey, Clamour. I hope you're having fabulous days. I did some clever testing at the sports injuries clinic last week as part of my ACL surgery rehab, and it showed how much stronger my right leg is compared to my left. 80% more. Wow. Yeah, please see a cool graph. I know Emma loves a graph. I'm now working on single leg stuff. It's obviously my right leg is doing all the work um, when I do double legged stuff. When I did single leg press this morning, I can obviously press far more than on my right. So my question is, do I keep increasing the right weight as I can hold, keep increasing the right weight as I can hold it until the left one catches up? I don't want to be wonky legged. This is one of those rare occasions when I would say like, do some single leg work to rebuild up that muscle on your um, injured or recovering leg, rehab leg, um, and, and really encourage it to, to catch up. That advice is not something I will say to most of you who are like, oh, I think my right foot's stronger than my left. No, it's very specific. You know, you would have had um, a lot of atrophy on that leg and it is important to train it back up, um, but also to keep in bilateral, which is both leg movements as well. You still want to keep training them together in the right leg as well. So yeah, Emma. Yeah, I have nothing to add. I would make sure you're doing not just single leg. Same. Yeah. 
Um, okay, Donna, can you confirm if this statement is correct? A friend, a friend of a friend gave me a lecture saying that even though I've had a full hysterectomy, I will still have the same weight fluctuations, fluid retention as if I had periods. I don't think I believe her. I know hormones are always up and down, but shouldn't track my cycle. How would I know what my cycle is with no periods? As if I had periods, is she correct? No, she's not. You won't have the same hormonal fluctuations if you've had a full hysterectomy. You'll still have fluctuations, but they'll be different. Yeah, I mean, it, it might be interesting if you wanted to track because obviously you won't have a cycle, but you'll probably, if you've still got hormonal fluctuations, I don't know. I don't know what you would see actually, if you tracked like your temperature in the morning. But anyway, I don't know what you would do with that information or whether why it would be useful in any way, but no, you won't have the same hormonal fluctuations. Yeah. Okay, up to date on the live. Hey, hey Johnson. Hi girls. Just a question about protein. I'm sticking to my calories daily and this is going very well, but I'm constantly over my protein target. For example, yesterday on my fitness pal, my food was 180 grams of protein, 32 grams of fat and 60 grams of carbs. Oh, that's low. That is low, right? Let me just do that for a minute. I'm, I'll leave it to you, Emma, and then I'm just going to go look at that. I'm trying my best to work on this. In the past, I've always done low carb diets. I'm finding it hard to up my carbs and fats as I think my past diets have made me scared of them. Yep. I've started to eat lots more vegetables and fruits. So that's a big step forward for me. Yeah. Is going over my protein daily going to cause me any problems? No. I'm trying my very best to not naturally just go for the protein options. Thank you. Emma, do that. I just want to check those numbers. Um. Yeah, that's way too low carb. So anything over uh, under 100 grams is kind of normally considered relatively low carb. And I would question how much you've increased your fruit and veg on such low carb intake, if that's right. Like it would be yeah. very hard to get in a decent amount of fruit and veg with only 60 grams of carbs, is my point. Hang on, these calories, I don't think the calories add up either. Um, yeah, that's like 1200 calories. Yeah, so that's too low, obviously. Way too low, way too low. I think we get a lot of screenshots of um, your MyFitnessPal and then we can have a look. Yeah, I mean, 1200 calories is like, and so no. And I, I just, I think also there's a lot of the time there's a bit of um, confusion around grams, macros, calories. Is it a food source that you're weighing or is it a macro that you're counting? It happens a lot. So maybe, yeah, just I agree with Emma. Screen grab your meals for the day and we'll look at them and we'll come back to you. Um, I don't really want to delve into the question before we do that, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you have like a, a protein pouch thing and it's like 25 grams of protein, it's normally like 100 grams of yogurt. Right. So it's not just the 25 grams of protein and that's quite a lean protein source but yeah there might be some confusion there I kind of hope that there is otherwise you're under eating by quite a lot um okay Liz afternoon lovelies there are two different leg presses at my gym the normal sled one and one that I can find much harder labeled a leg press bridge machine what is the difference do they use different muscles I don't 
if I've heard of a leg press bridge machine, I'm going to Google it. There's two in mine as well. One's a, a, like a, what's the word I'm looking for? Angle? Yeah. But it's oh, right. Yeah, no, no. I know what these are. Yeah, I much prefer them, actually. Yeah, that's the bridge machine, yeah. So, oh, and then I always it, thought it was just called a something degree leg press, but yeah, I'm sure. The other one's more just like a, just like a kind of like a knee extension in a way. You like push it away from you. Ideally, because the gravity is going to really help with the with the resistance part of the exercise, the bridge machine, which is the one that sits under the big weight plate, is better. Um, Range of motion is better as well, right? So much better. So I had a client on today, actually, on the other one, like the seated directly opposite leg press. It was so bad with angles and stuff like that. Um, and... I mean, yeah, it's it's pre it's it's pretty rudimental. It's good, I suppose, if you're in recovery. Um, I would much rather have somebody really be able to target glutes, hamstrings, and quads, which you really can from from that. Um, I don't want to say decline because it's kind of the wrong word that I'm looking for, but from that angle, um, angle yeah, from the angle, um. Yeah, from that angle, um, you can really target the different muscle groups in your lower body. Whereas on that, when you're kind of more just sitting right opposite the plate, I think it's very much a quad only exercise. And um, maybe you could do some calves on it too. Yeah, it just doesn't feel as good. Like it doesn't feel quite natural, does it? Shit. <laughs> it's shit. Okay, <laughs> um, moving on. Sasha Nash. Hey, ladies. I hope you're both very well. There's a question mark there. Are you well? Are you very well? Yeah, I'm good. But uh, yeah, barely sleeping through the night. <laughs> Finally, I'm feeling good. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. I have uploaded my lift video to you, Chloe, the elbow one. Just wanted to check you've received it. No, I mean, I haven't seen it. But like I said, I haven't looked at tags today. Oh, okay. I'm sure then, yes. Um, okay, Liz is saying, no, the normal one is more lying down. I love that. It's more like a seat that you push out rather than up. Yeah. So don't do the seat one. Do the more lying down one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, Sasha, I have your um, video. God, you look so much like one of my friends. That's mad. Um, I'll look at it after this live. Great. We're up to date. Okay, let's go. Grace Collier. Hi, ladies. My fat loss goal is over! Exclamation point. <laughs> I lost 10 kg since joining in March last year and I'm ready for maintenance. Aww. I've learned so much in the last few months. So thank you so much for all your help and support. My new goal is to build muscle emoji. I've been going to the gym three times a week and I'm really happy with that. Is that enough for my new goal? Yes. Do I have to work out more than this to build muscle? No. Also, a friend of mine who's a trainer and an ex-bodybuilder suggested that I go up to 2,000 calories with 200 grams of protein. No. <laughs> Maybe to the calories, not to the protein, though. Um, I can do the KCARs, but hitting 130 to 150 grams of protein currently, and that's the best I can do. Yeah, that's fine. I'd love to hear your thoughts, please. No, you absolutely shouldn't be on 200 grams of protein. 130 to 150 is high and brilliant, and you don't need to exceed that at all. Um, maybe up your calories to 2000 kind of depends. I'd like to know your height and your weight and how many kind of steps a week you're hitting, any added cardio you're doing. The goal is obviously to build muscle. I would say most of my clients who have that goal are in that 2000 calorie range, female clients. 
Um, but obviously that I have them checking other tick boxes as well. So it kind of depends. Um, but no, classic bro. <laughs> you need children grow some protein. Oh God, that would be expensive. <laughs> expensive and so unnecessary. It's, it's more lady. I know. Um, it just makes me laugh. So many things. Right, Liz Foster. Hi both, I am loving this plan so far. Um, am I okay to stick to the week one to four gym training workouts and aim for progressive progressive overload or do I need to swap over to the new workouts? I'm really getting such a boost from seeing the improvements in my weights and steps. Thank you. No, you do not need to change workouts. Emma, I think that's for you really. Also, no, you do not need to change the workouts. Okay. Anything on the line? Uh, no, we're up to date. Oh my god, I have absolutely no idea where my rings are. Oh, that freaks me out. No, because I've been. Where's your wedding? Oh, oh, god! I swear to God, I was nearly sick. I was like, oh my god, I've been at the gym for three hours today. I've taken them off. I thought, oh my god, guys, I can't. I was like, I think James is going to divorce me. Oh. <laughs> so you've got them. They're right here. They're literally oh. next to the laptop. I was like, what the fuck? Oh, God. Literally was nearly sick. Oh, my God. Okay. Fine. Okay. Victoria Joy. What is the best way to have you guys analyse our form other than posting videos in the Facebook group? <laughs> Come to the gym with you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, probably have to post them so we can see them. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you're really averse to that, you could DM us them, but it just, it makes it way harder for us to get back to you because obviously there's a lot of you and things get lost in, you know, like, I don't even know what happens with Facebook DMs because I never get them. They go into another folder. So there's no point. I never get them. And everyone says, did she get my Facebook message? I'm like, no. <laughs> Every time, no, I didn't. Um, and on Instagram, Again, same kind of problem. And it's just very hard to properly see and give feedback. Whereas we sit down on Facebook, we can see a bit more. You can either crop the video to put your head out of it, if that's part of it. Or like if you were what, to- What if it's like a deadlift or something? I know. <laughs> or if you were to put it on Instagram first, you can pin like an emoji to your head that will move with you. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, you could. I was like, don't be a weirdo, just upload the video. <laughs> Are we done? I'm looking for my water currently. Oh, okay. Um, Ollie, following on from the leg press machine question, on the angled one, I find it puts a lot of pressure on my lower back at the bottom of the rep. But I am fine with the standard seated leg press. However, I prefer doing the angled one. Suggestions, please. Um, uh, it might be that you're going too low or that you're kind of slipping and you're not in the right position. Yeah, you need to hold on to the handles and make sure that your lower back stays into the um, angle part of the seat. Um, and that way you can't kind of round your lower spine, kind of like how you would with a butt wink. Um, so you need to make sure you use those handles and really push back into the seat with your butt um, and it should stop happening because you physically won't be able to do that. Agree. Taking my sports bra. 
And then, yeah, and I just carry on. Just Hi guys, I have a question for Emma Story Gordon on her new gym workouts. I can only get to the gym on set days of the week and I have to do two of my sessions on two consecutive days. I usually do push and pull one after the other. What's the best way to split the new workouts up over the week, considering that all four sessions involve legs? I would never normally do legs two days in a row. Am I being a wuss? Which two sessions do you think it would be best to do without a rest day in between? Thanks. Um, I would still do the push and pull because although they did both have legs in their push movement or a pull movement. So you're working predominantly different um, muscle groups. So you should be fine doing that. Yeah. And there aren't a lot of leg exercises in the push or the pull. There's normally just like one. Okay. Um, we only have two questions left on this post. Um, oh, great. All right, there's one here from Bruce, and I find this all the time. So she says, same as what Ollie was saying, but with the seated hamstring machine, finds her back kind of rounds. And I find oh. that after like two or three reps, I'm like, wow, I'm completely out of position here. So I just prefer using the lying hamstring curl. Oh, I hate the lying hamstring curl machine. How do you get on and off that? and look okay like I honestly oh, I like, don't know about that but I'm always like hang on this feels wrong oh what's going on oh my god are people looking at me and then I freak out I'm like no I again did this today with a client you um if if the machine has some of them have handles in front of you again you have to push your weight back into the seat um, but it is really annoying and it's definitely a hazard of it because it's like you're really pulling so you're naturally pulling your butt out from the seat um but yeah try i'll try obviously try it that you're probably going to be like obviously but you know just for argument's sake just in case try and obviously have the seat as far forward and, and sitting as upright as you can if it's the handles that are down by your sides really kind of pull yourself into position and if it's the handles that are in front of you really push yourself back into position um but yeah it is really annoying it's a bit of a hazard with the machine you could always steal hamstring cars on the swiss ball as well they're just as good yeah yeah, I so I normally do, if I have to do the seated one, if I move out of position, I'll just stop. So like, hey, it might be 10 reps, but after five, I'll stop and reset myself and then do five again, or might even do a few more if I feel like I've cheated myself a little bit there. Um, but it's more important to be in the right position. So don't, yeah, I would rather you broke up the set and reset yourself a little bit. Yeah, good advice. Okay, Donna, I'm going back... I'm going on holiday on the 23rd of Feb and will be taking bands to continue training and planning long walks in Mexico. Oh, when will the new signups be? I don't want to miss it whilst I'm away. Ah, good question, because I was looking at this today. And the new signups will be... Da, 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 da. Uh... Oh, it says here, open easy to grads, 16th of February. What? So not next Thursday, and then it will be open to the waiting list the next Monday, the 20th. What, what week are we on? Week six? Six. I can't 
can't say sex. Sex. Um, I mean, neither can I. So I don't know why I'm laughing, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what week we're on, to be honest. No. Mm, it must be well, sex. The new intake starts on the 6th of March. Whatever, I give up. How, but aren't we doing a long around or no? Yeah, there's a week gap in between, yeah. Okay, fine. Right, anyone, anyone who knows what's going on better than anyone <laughs> on our own business that we run. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure it's either week six or seven, but that confuses me. Like, are we inside week six? Does that count? <laughs> yeah, I think we're I think in we're week six, day three, I think. Okay, right, fair. Uh, yes, we're in the middle of week six. Everyone else is telling us. Okay, great. Glad you guys know. <laughs> We're great. We're fantastic leaders. <laughs> guys, what week is it? Anything else on the live? Uh, no, we're, uh, no, just people telling us what week it is. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, Cassie Lily Knight. Any advice on meals, please? I work shifts and making meals is a pain in the backside as it is. I'm the only one dieting. So my fiance and two young kids still don't like, still like and need those higher calorie foods. I don't want to have to make loads of different meals, but I also still want to give them what they need. My youngest, for example, is almost one. So basically winning. Okay, so two tips for you, read both the cooking for your family and also the fact that you work shifts and you don't really have every day to spend in the kitchen cooking. Uh, is, okay, first of all, remaking dinner every time and I've said this before so every time that you're making a meal for you and you said one of your kids is weaning so that's obviously not too much of a problem I I mean <laughs> it depends are you the kind of person who's weaning your kid on the chicken casserole you made or giving them a piece of raw broccoli <laughs> it totally depends um or baby rice in my case so we'll just talk about the husband and the and, and the, the, the older kid every time you cook a meal for, for you three just double up and cook a meal for six or triple up and cook a meal for nine and that way you'll have three to six extra meals to shove in tupperware and put in the fridge um so you don't necessarily have to meal prep you're already making the dinner as it is you just add instead of um, i said say this in a, all the lives and i'm going to come on to this in a second instead of making like one tray bake or one pot of chili you just double up and you do two huge pots of chili or two tray bakes whatever and that's how you do it and and now onto the onto that and how to cook for everybody and make sure everyone's happy. So for example, you could do a massive chili con carne um, with like a five percent beef mint, mint. So being kind of conscious of of what you're choosing to put in the ingredients so that everyone loves the meal, but it's lower calorie. And then they get the massive roll of bowl of rice and cheese and sour cream, however you want to do your chili. Um, and you just have the bowl of chili and don't feel all sad and down about that. It will have, you know, protein in it, fats in it, loads of veg in it. It'll be quite, chili's quite like a, a rich kind of stew. It's a meat stew. Um, and you omit having all the added extras, which are going to add one, two, three, four, five, six hundred calories. Um, and same, same thing goes for um, something like, for example, this is a quite a weird one, but this is one that my, one of my clients said to me really worked well for her and her family that she likes to do. She'll do like a bolognese, they'll get all the spaghetti and she actually doesn't like courgette, which I like courgette, but some people don't. And she'll get like a small jacket potato. And this again could apply to the chili. And that is like way lower calorie. And you get that kind of starchy carb that you might be craving at the end of the day or whatever. So that works. And also protein tray bakes. So you have the main event being protein and veg in all of these meals. 
And then the kind of optional thing would be, you know, again, your family could have mashed potato on the side, whatever. Um, although mashed potato, if you're not doing it with milk and, and butter is again, pretty low calorie, but also mashed potato without milk and butter is shit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, yeah. Um, could, like, I think you could make it nice with like a bit of salt and pepper and like a little bit of semi-skimmed milk or something. Yeah, or like a, just a teaspoon of what you probably could, but but basically it's about keeping the main event being the protein and veg, and then having everything that would really like we say like a bowl of rice is going to be like four hundred calories, and that's not even a huge bowl of rice. That's a normal bowl of rice, so you keep that back. Um, and yeah, just thinking about that, that like I say, the main event being the protein and veg, and the higher calorie options being the things that your family can add, and you don't have to cook loads of different meals, and it's very easy. Perfect. Uh, yeah. I also think things like, I mean, exactly what you just said, it could be a jacket potato or it could be that you have like a load of roast veg, um, yeah. Sasha Nash fajitas with less tortilla, like even fajitas like on a salad or with a load more veg or like a load more, um, what do you put in peppers or something like actually you can bulk all of that up just by having like a smarter or a smaller carb portion i think the baked potato is such a good idea it's such a good hack and emma and i talk about this all the time diet hack low fat oven chips really low calorie and yeah. like, like fab. yeah okay we're up to date okay this is the last question so anyone else who's watching live that has a question ask it now or we are going to love you and leave you which I know you don't want us to do. <laughs> Can you tell I'm keen to stay on the live? I'm like, come on, guys. Reverse psychology, we're going to leave. Everyone will be like, bye. <laughs> okay, see ya. <laughs> oh, and then I have to go do real work and I'm going to be livid. <laughs> okay, Kathy Turney. Help with sticking to calories and nutrition when my days, especially my afternoons and evenings, are busy and chaotic. Literally everything I just said but if you have to switch the time of which you do this, do. Mm. You need to prep, basically, is what I'm saying. Like you, When you're like in a really chaotic life, and I can fucking relate, and you wing it. Now, I again, okay, so for me, I can, because I've been doing this so long, but it's actually pretty automatic at this point. But for most people who are just at the beginnings of trying to get to grips with the diet, especially tracking, where you really can wing it, it will go wrong quite quickly. Um, so you need to prep and you need to plan pieces of fruit, protein bars, you know, Greek yogurts, beef jerky, uh, you know, the odd packet of crisps or chocolate bar, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to completely abstain from all the things you love, but try, do try to be nutrition conscious because you will feel fuller for longer and the diet will be a lot easier. Um, if, if you don't mind spending a bit of money, you know, a lot of supermarkets will do pre-made salads. You can just run in and get, if you do pre-make your salad yourself, you know, there's, you just need to be a little bit more prepared um, for your chaotic life. Yeah, and I think it, this is probably a bit of an unpopular opinion, but honestly, the busier you are, the easier all of this is because you don't have time to faff around. Mm -hmm. You kind of have yeah. to be a little bit more prepared with stuff. And you probably only have 15 minutes between this and this to sit down and have something to eat. Thus, plan ahead, have something there, eat it but you've not got that time to kind of, you know, most of us overeat when we're bored of eating, when we've got too much time, not too little time. Yeah. We just need to plan ahead a little bit with the choices. And another reason for that is like, if you only have 15 minutes to have your lunch, 
no matter what you have, you're probably not going to be able to enjoy it that much. So why not have something that actually is in line with your goals? Like you're not going to sit down and have like a really enjoyable, I don't know, burger and chips or something. It's going to be something quick and on the go anyway. So you may as well have something that fits your goals versus like, I don't know, a chicken and bacon sandwich that's like 600 calories and doesn't actually fit in line with your goals, but it was easy and convenient. It was there you could have made a smarter choice there so I wouldn't put it up as a barrier mm. just start knowing those smart choices and even like go into supermarkets and be like yeah well there is always a Sainsbury's nearby okay already have like oh here's some choices I could make that are going to be more in line with the outcome that I want then you don't have to do it at the time on the go you can just have that already I know that I'll run in and get this if I don't have time to make something else James and I had such a good car picnic on the way back from Leeds yesterday. I got vegetable, char-grilled vegetable couscous and some chicken satay skewers. All of that was really hard for me. And it was so yeah, lush. And James obviously got all the crap food, like the cocktail sausages and the Pringles and all that stuff that he loves to get. And I was like, car picnics are such a win, guys. Everyone gets what they want. And you can definitely stay on track with your diet now. The only thing, I think, the only places that still have to catch up with people being able to make good nutrition choices are like actual petrol stations. But even then you could get like some, I don't know, protein bar, rice cakes, nuts, but like generally speaking, they're a bit shit, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, normally there's like one kind of shit sandwich that isn't so bad, but yeah, you're right. Like they're not, they're not great. Oh, now you get like little packets of like a whole little chicken breast the smallest chicken breast I've ever seen as well which I'm like where is the chicken come from but yeah, yeah. you're talking about like Bernard Matthews oh yeah oh yeah that's really I always get them they're really fun and then everyone's like process me and I'm like I just I really like pre-cooked chicken breast please don't take it away from me no, I don't think, I think they do it on grams. I don't think, I mean, I, and I also think, you know, it's always weird that it's got like carb in it. And I'm like, why? why yeah, is there yeah, like, why is there 2.5 grams of trace carbon here? I don't understand. So, I mean, God knows what it actually is, guys. Did we learn nothing from the horse meat saga? <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, right. Emma's saying, how about some Lion King quotes? But I don't actually know any off the top of my head. I mean, I know all of them. <laughs> Lion King quotes. No, no, no. Emma, why are you Googling this? Oh, your quality of Disney knowledge is subpar. <laughs> oh, and all film knowledge. I know. But okay, okay, who says this? Okay. I laugh in the face of danger. Um, Simba. Yeah. What else is it from? I said, then I hide until it goes away again. That's another quote from somewhere, but I don't know where it's from. Anyway, do another one. Just one more. <laughs> um, Come on, everyone listening. Play along with us. <laughs> oh, on the Disney news site. No, I don't want that. Come on. And your ability to Google. <laughs> right. 20 unforgettable quotes from Disney's The Lion King. You got to put your. <laughs> I don't even understand that. Right. Um, these aren't unforgettable. Probably Rafiki. One of them is 
you don't deserve to live. <laughs> probably to scar. Yeah, yeah, it probably, was. yeah. Yeah, pre-scar. Being brave doesn't mean you go looking for trouble, Mephatha. <laughs> Obviously. Um, Everyone listening is like, guys, I'm not here for this. While others search for what they can take, a true king searches for what he can give. That's us, Chloe. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <sighs> um, okay, well, these aren't these aren't great. Okay, well, it was a good suggestion, but it didn't didn't pan out how we expected, like a lot of things in life. So no shade to Emma. Good cry. Anything else? <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, creatine question. Seen in the group today, you should just shot it. Oh God. So <laughs> am I lessening the benefits adding blue raspberry creatine to flavored water? No, absolutely fine. I just shot it because it's quick and it's easy, but you can drink it in any way that you like. Um, massage guns, should I get one? No, I, I mean, you don't, you don't need one unless, I mean, they can, be, they can provide some temporary relief from like muscle soreness but or stiffness but um you definitely don't need one no okay i agree um and laura's just saying that was a great impression of scar thank you i didn't catch that <laughs> good again i can't remember what you said now <laughs> pathetic um Oh, you're so cute. Emma's so pretty. I love her looking at her cute little face. All right, guys, we will be back on, is it Friday? I don't even know. Yeah, Friday. Okay, Friday, at, let me just tell you all. 9.30, I remembered. Yeah, no, 9. Oh, shit. <laughs> you would have been like, hello, bitch. <laughs> okay, okay. See you.